0: Hi listeners, it's story time. This is the story of a young woman who looks about 12 years old, but she's actually 24, and she really despised the place that she was renting. And not only that, these are her words, her landlord hated people. So she took matters into her own hands, and she got out there and she talked to a few realtors, and she got mad discouraged. She felt like she was a price tag when she talked to them. Eventually, her story does have a happy ending, so let's hear how things turned around for her. And her incredible journey from a frustrated renter to a happy homeowner all right what's happening everybody i'm david sidoni the how to buy a home guy and it's time for another first time buyer success story If you're a new listener looking for buckets of details and information, you can scroll through the episodes and get a whole bunch of that. But even though this is a story time, we do have a lot of tips and wisdom in this episode. It's jam packed. Now, you think you're too young to be a homeowner? Well, Madison's just 24. And by herself, she bought a condo in the super expensive area of Southern California. Straight up, she's my hero. And you know what? You can be too. Her story is inspirational. It's a real-life experience, and it's no BS. This is actually how it happened. Details and tips that can help you become my new hero. Tons of powerful information here. If you tune in every week and you're getting tired of my voice giving you guidance, well, now you can hear directly from another podcast success, success story who can actually say the word success. No matter where you are in this process, I mean, I'm talking if you're no clue at the very beginning or you're ready to start writing offers right now, Madison's story has tons of great insights to give you some quality tips and tools and techniques to build your confidence and straight up just pump you up. So let's get right to it. Okay, everybody, here she is. She's world famous. She's amazing. She's incredible. And she's a homeowner. Madison, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Madison, why don't you tell everybody listening, where are you right now?
1: Right now, I'm sitting in my cute little office of my new home. Yay! There are- one of my office.
0: That's so, we're, well, we're, we're so very excited for you. And you know, everyone out there is trying to figure out how they can buy a home. That's why they clicked on the yeah. podcast. Um, so the first thing I would tell you, if you want to be like Madison is you need to pick your awesome up by about 10 degrees because home <laughs> chick is the best. So why don't you tell us what, what led you here? What was the decision process for you to buy a house?
1: Yeah. So I had, uh, moved back to California after going, going away to college. I moved to Kentucky for college and i had always planned on coming back to California, um, and so that was like December of 2019. And I had moved into an apartment complex and, you know, I lived in the dorms in college and that was all paid for. So that was not ever a big deal. And I hated this apartment complex. It was, everyone was nickel and diming me for everything. I was paying like 3000 a month, which is like, I like luxury. I'm bougie. I'm OCD. So it's like, I was paying for my style, but it was really irritating me because I knew that if I owned a place, just knowing like general market of, you know, what you pay for, for a mortgage and what you could pay for, for a two bedroom, two bath. If you were either renting from an owner or, um, you know, owned it yourself, I would be probably paying like, you know, a thousand bucks less. So it was about 3000 for a two bedroom, two bath in Irvine, California. And I was just not happy throwing away all of my money. So that lease ended, um, you know, in July of 2020. And I decided I wanted to start shopping. Um, And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to rent from an owner for a year. I signed another year long lease at a cheap little place I found in Laguna Gal. And that worked out fine. Um, And I was like, this is going to be where I'm going to stay. And then of course the next year, I'm going to shop. I had spoken to several realtors and I didn't like them. It was like weird. I felt like, I was just like a price tag. Um, I didn't, I asked a bunch of questions because I wanted to know every little thing about what I was doing. Um, yes, and do. no, yes, one, do. no one would want to answer my questions. And they're like, oh, you don't need to worry about that. And then they're like, let's just get you pre-qualified before I even ask." like, I was like, what's the process? They're like, we'll just get you pre-qualified. Don't stress. I'm like, well, I don't really want to run my credit. For you if I don't even know I'm going to work with you yet. So that was creeping me out. And so I decided to just start Googling, um, how to buy a home. And I got, was, I was weirdly, it was in a podcast phase. And so I decided to search for a podcast on how to buy a home. And I found your podcast, binged, listened to every single episode and then sent you an email. I was like, Hey, uh, can you recommend someone? And luckily and you're like, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, And it was the best email i ever sent because you got me a really great deal. And I have other friends that are trying to buy or being that weird. Oh, I'm waiting for the bubble to burst kind of buy. And I'm doing way better than they are because I found you.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I've got to ask you this. this. Um, Um, Wow. We have a sweet echo. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Uh, Do you hear the echo? Do you hear the echo? Okay, I hear okay. the echo. Is it normal? So, oh, well, that'll be fun. Um, okay, so then you said that you knew that when you were being bougie and OCD and all fun things Madison, you said that you knew that the $2,000 rent? rent yeah. what, or, or mortgage what, or, or was a or potential. Mortgage How did you know yeah. that you were paying $3,000 rent? How did you just wake up one day and know, God, I could own for $2,000 a month.
1: Because I would dream scroll on Zillow and I would see the prices. And I was like, and I would look at like the Zestimate. Um, and it told me like about of what it was. And so I was seeing these really cute little two bedroom condos. I'm like, Oh my God, it's adorable. And I was like, 2,300 a month. I'm like, perfect. And I love it. And then I was like, it, "That was like, I, I get it. It was like twenty percent down, and it gave me all like the spiel of like what that zestimate was. No. But approximately, yeah, it was going to save me a bunch of money. And you know, right now, it was right because right now I I, pay, I put five percent down, and so I'm paying a little bit more than that twenty three hundred mm-hmm. zestimate. But um, it's I'm paying less than what I paid at the apartment complex. I'm paying about $200 more than what I was paying for the rent from owner and it's going into equity every month. And frankly, you know, back in 2019 I was fresh out of college. Now I'm, you know, four years into my career and I'm making much more money than I was making fresh out of college. So that little, my actual like budget, my free money, my spending money has increased because my overall salary is increased but now I'm owning and my overall like home payment is technically the same as it was then, but it's a better use of that money.
0: Absolutely. You know, I haven't really touched on that on the podcast a lot, but that is a a great, it's an overall philosophy and it's a little, it's a little more, you know, I I want to stick to the basics and get people to know that they can do this, but what you're talking about understanding when you're younger, if you're going to be renting from 23 to 27, most yeah. likely it's when you're going to have incremental salary increases as well. Yeah. So if you take a little hit that first year and you go from the bougie place to a cute place that's yours, yeah. not only is it going to be you know, in a position like you're talking about where it's less, yeah. but it's going to become more and more affordable as you exactly. go on in your career. Exactly. That's awesome. Well,
1: it's well, worked out for me and I didn't really anticipate having any incremental salary or any of that. I just had my budget and I stuck to it. And technically my budget hasn't changed. It's just the money that's coming in has changed. So then whenever I'm able to save is able to increase at the end of each month. Um, and yeah, I took a little bit of a hit on my overall nest egg as far as my uh, down payment goes, But now it's like, I'm making a place that's my own. It feels like home. I don't have to call a landlord. If I want to paint a wall of color, I can make it whatever I want. And it's fun. And it's a little bit of an adventure.
0: Okay. Now that leads me to a good point because you guys out there who've heard me talk about Madison and even just listening to us talk right now, you know, I think she's incredible. I, I did this podcast so I could go back in time and talk to 23, 24 year old David Sedoni and turn him into Madison. Um, That's the whole point. So that I had that headspace about it. Um, Yeah. So one of the, the, the interesting thing for me is you talked about the fact that you dipped into your nest egg. Now Mm -hmm. this was one of those things you, and I kind of had the push and pull on. Are you, are you happy that you dipped into your nest egg now that you've had a chance to look at all the numbers overall?
1: Yes. So one, um, my you got me in touch with a amazing, amazing, um, mortgage guy. I don't even know what he's called, um, Dino, but he's phenomenal. And called
0: a mortgage broker
1: that mortgage <laughs> broker. <laughs> Um, and he sends me these home reports, um, completely free and it's a, he pays for it. And so I, I know he does out of his own business, which is yep. phenomenal and it's a free service to me. So, I mean, yay on the customer service. Um, and I get these monthly reports about what the value of the property was when I purchased it. So April, uh, 2021, um, and then what the value of it is today. So I see that I'm up like 5%, five and a half as I just checked it like two days ago and I'm up like 5.6%, which is great. And that is triple what my nest egg was. Cause I had to say, I've been putting away money since I was about 14. I got my first job at 14 and I saved everything I ever had because I didn't have any expenses at the time. And luckily for me, I had a scholarship for college. So that didn't have to, I didn't have to dip anything for that. So I was just being able to put away and save and I worked full time throughout college. And so I this money. Like, I have this money. Was hey, it doing did y'all catch
0: on that? Madison's crazy. First of all, <laughs> she said, uh, I was 14. I didn't have any expenses. How many 14 year olds know what a fricking expense is? Um, <laughs> And then second of all, she's she's got she's got a full ride and she decides that uh, she's going to work full time so she can save. So so, yeah, you don't have to be a Madison to get there, but it helps. So it keep made, going.
1: You know, working full time made it really easy. It kept me busy. It kept me, you know, focused in college. And then I gra- was able to graduate college and not have to like stress about, oh my God, do I need to move back in with my mother? I didn't ever want to do that. Um, so I was like, I was comfortable and it was good. Um,
0: but you got, so- you got the 5%, which is more than if you touched your nest egg.
1: Yeah, exactly, and so and that was the point. It's like I ended up putting. I my original plan was put three point five percent down. I wanted to put the littlest amount of cash down because this is my like cash that it's like if any if the world were to end and the world had just ended with COVID. So I was being all paranoid. <laughs> um, and I, luckily I didn't lose my job. My job I could have done remotely, so it was fine. But it's like if something happened where I couldn't lose my where I did have to lose my job and I lost my income. I was like, this is what I was going to live on. And, you know, I feel more secure having six months worth of expenses put aside. Um, so now I have three months of expenses put aside and I'm building that back up. But I'm having a little bit of fun because I'm, you know, making the place my own. So it's like, it's making it good and I'm putting money into the place. So I'm still increasing its value. So theoretically, the 5.6% is realistically a little bit higher than that because I've made upgrades that are increasing it more. And so when the interest rates and everything are correct, um, we've discussed that I'm going to refinance and I'm going to have a lot more money in this of equity in this house than I ever had in that nest egg. And it's a killer investment.
0: Yeah, it's true. And you know, it's interesting. I did the whole piece on the bubble recently and yeah. you, there's still time. We're recording this with Madison in the summer of 2021. There's still time we we've, we're probably going to be going this through 2022. And, you know, Madison's got her head, her great head on her shoulders and she's really been, we're always talking about this and it's really fun. And I knew that, you know, little numbers, anal, you must love Dino's little automated update that you get. Isn't it awesome?
1: <laughs> so nice. And it shows a little chart and it's like the day, I love this part. So it's, you, you see April and it's like, kind of like weird and volatile throughout 2020 because I see a uh, trended history data. Yeah so it's like you see April 2021 and then I see this big line all the way up because you had May which happened and like everything spikes I'm like all the way up and now I'm just like and like it's a nice little mountain
0: (laughs) (laughs) climbing the mountain literally on paper and of course metaphorically now as we're building your empire so um, you came in pretty darn prepared did you have any any fear, well, any fears besides that the realtors you were talking to didn't give a crap about you?
1: Um, so that was the first thing Is like, I didn't know if I was going to be making a dumb choice because I knew nothing about this process. I didn't have anyone to like guide me through it. Um, sorry. Um, That's okay. I got a handyman here helping me out. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about the process. <laughs>
0: Wait, We're improving your property while we're doing podcast. I love it.
1: It works.
0: Sorry nice. about that. No, don't, that's awesome. It's real life. Um, this is what the people want to hear about. You just got in, you got 5.6, but you're actually improving the property because this is a little trick for everybody. At 5%, she's got the PMI on it, but when she refinances, she'll get rid of the PMI. And the way that you get rid of the PMI is when your home's value gets, or your, your loan is only 78% of the value of the property. So she put 5% down, she's got 5.6%. So right now she's sitting at like 89. We got to get her down to 78. Well, if she puts the money in here and the house gets reassessed at another $10,000 because of what she had, that PMI could be gone by next year.
1: Yeah, it's probably about going to be next year. Um, Just based on how like the market is, I'm going to wait it out until it's like the perfect moment um, financially, but you know, we're redoing the bathrooms. We're, um, like updating the kitchen a little bit. We put new floors in, we paint, we did a fresh coat of paint everywhere. There were some weird colors on the walls and there was a yeah, ton okay. of on the walls that wasn't done very well. So we retextured and like repainted. So it's like a brand new place. And that's, I'm going to, that money that I put into it. Yeah. I put money out, but it's like, I'm getting so much more back Um, because one, I'm an owner and two, the market is increasing in general. The places around me are selling for like 20, 30 grand over what I paid. So it's, I mean, I'm kind of just sitting on something that's going to make me a lot of long-term money.
0: And it's one of the only investments that you have in your life. Like you've been great putting money away, getting your nest egg going, but you don't get to sleep on those investments or hang out in them or get ready in the morning. I mean, you're talking about improving your quality of life. You're putting money into something that's making you money, but it also means that when you do your hair in the morning, it's a nicer bathroom. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. And I really like that. So it's definitely the right choice. Um, back to like, you know, what I was afraid of. Um, yeah. Part of this whole process is like, I didn't know anything. And I thought, I was so afraid of getting taken advantage of because I am young and I made myself very like clear. I asked so many questions. It was obvious that I didn't know anything and I'm not the type to like play a game where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know about PMI." I had no clue what that meant. I didn't know any of it. Um and so it was like finding somebody that I could trust was the scariest part. And so the fact that I've came across your podcast and you literally told me every single question. You gave you answered questions I didn't you know that I had because I didn't know which questions I should be asking. And then you would you sat on a call with me, I think for like an hour and a half. It was supposed to be a 20 minute phone call, meet and greet, and you talked to me for an hour and a half because I had a billion questions and you didn't care because you know you cared about helping me. It's not like you needed me as a you know buyer that I you Everyone else seemed like they needed me. they needed my money. I was like I didn't I didn't like it. it felt slime volley. You seemed like you were doing this for like a good cause. And that's why you know I like jumped in to this whole thing and it was the best choice ever and you actually guided me through it and I always knew throughout the entire time I wasn't getting taken advantage of. I was making a smart financial choice. And even when I had questions throughout the process, you were like, chill, here's your answer. And let's backtrack, you know, and think about the bigger picture. So that, yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. And that was, we needed.
0: Well, and that, that was, and that was that
1: great. You still do it. Like and you have so many other clients other than me. It's not like you needed me to make any money, but you still took the time to like, make sure that I felt good, which was perfect.
0: Well, here's the fun thing about this the- I had I, I I mentioned in my podcast and I'm starting a little video series on it. I had 12 1st time buyers this summer. Um, take one guess at who was the cheapest one. Me, probably. You, you. I'm assuming
1: though, because of how we got into this place was yes. insane. But and by, our friend.
0: But, but by 50% compared to the other ones. Like yeah. Out of it, just it happens sometimes. Sometimes there are people that are here, but that's that's but but guess who's the first person I interviewed? Because, me? yeah, because oh. they're all they're all $800,000 first time home buyers for you know, but you were so much a part of what I wanted people to understand with the podcast. Because when it's a combination between you know, me going, Hey, this is someone who can really believe and understand the numbers are going to work, you know, I mean, it's so funny. I love, I loved it and I love being able to, and, but it was fun. The reason why the 20 minute turned into an hour and a half was not just because you had a lot of questions, it's The questions you were asking, Yeah. you were coming from a bigger picture place about your finances. And when you were yeah. open-minded to realize that, yes, it's a place that you live, but it's also can be the foundation of it, you know, taking your nest egg and putting it in a nest egg in a nest house.
1: Yeah. No. And that was the hard part for me because I had, you know, $25,000 in cash and I had my investments. This was just like literal cash that was outside of what I contribute 15% of my income to into investments and my all of that fun crap. Um, this was literal just my growing cash reserves. Um, I knew I wanted to put it on a down payment, but I didn't know if I wanted to make sure that I still had at least 25,000 in there. So maybe I want to save 50, I don't know. I was always so scared about not about getting rid of this number and seeing that number go down substantially. Um, it just scared me because it doesn't matter what else I have elsewhere in other accounts. There was something about this account that I had been nurturing since I was 14 that like made me want to m- love it and protect it. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's taken a hit, but it's going to grow substantially more. And it was just sitting there in cash. It wasn't making anything. And it was, even though I loved it, it was a, it was waste. It wasted love.
0: It, well, it's a, it's a, it's a shiny little object on your shelf that you should feel good about the fact that you did, you know, yeah, I, my, 15 year old son the last year all he has to show for his money saving is the oculus no i bought him that it was his xbox i don't know something he bought that isn't going to be worth seven dollars in 10 years but okay so then here's another interesting part of the story i'm going to throw this question on you i didn't tell you about this um so one of the big things that you and i were talking about was timing the end of your lease member that's fun yeah. Okay. So we, we happen to get a rent back on this property that we put an offer in on March. Yeah. If they'd had 30 days and you had to move in in 30 days, there was a chance you might not have taken it. Yeah. Cause then you would have had I to have budget. Cause, cause you didn't have the monthly budget that you had written out to pay. Yeah. To the end of the, of the contract uh, yeah. in the lease that you were in. Well, yeah. Let's think about if you had bitten the bullet. I don't even know if that's right. English uh, and done it and double paid rent and gotten way out of your budget. Yeah. You still would have got 5.6%.
1: I would have. And that was so silly because I you were think just telling
0: me about the line, girl. You were just yep. telling me that you would have missed the line.
1: I would have missed the line and I would be be sitting in that condo that I hated in the Laguna Niguel because it was old and ugly and cheap and it was fine. It was a year, but I hated it. It was so gross and I hated living in somebody else's mess. It was just like, no. Um, Sorry, bougie OCD. Um, So I would still be there. I would still be pissed off at the ugly kitchen and the ugly floors and the dirtiness of it. And I would be paying money that, felt like I was just throwing into the trash can every month because my landlord was a complete Um, a-hole. And I was making him richer and he wasn't putting any money into this place at all. He's just sitting on it. And I'm like, I I would still be wanting to be him, just not the mean part. Um, Just like, you know, the nice version. (laughs) Um, And you know, it would be nice to be putting that money into an investment. So instead of making a payment every month, I'm making an investment every month, just like I'm doing with all of my other accounts. Um, and frankly, my fears were, I don't touch my larger investment account. My larger investment account sits and stays. Um, do I have enough in there that I could have covered plenty? Do I have enough in there that I could have paid 20% down? Yes. Did I want to touch it? No, that sits and stays because it makes me money. The longer it sits and stays. So theoretically what I could have done and not had my fear, although it all worked out the way and it worked out perfectly. Cause you know, you killed it for me and you, you know, finessed our, our friend, the listing agent. Um, yes, we did <laughs> so well. It's like, <laughs> I could have just, you know, pulled, uh 10,000 out of my investments and double paid rent for three months. Um, and you know, been fine and just had a little bit of a hit that's not even a big hit it's just a small hit but I was just paranoid about it and I couldn't think of the bigger picture so like when I was in the middle of everything it was really hard to think of the bigger picture
0: so to explain to listener out there the way it worked is she wouldn't have purchased if we had to do April May June where she was in the new house the reason this one worked is because the seller decided to stay there. So we did a rent back and she got to stay in the ugly places she hated till July. But what she now looks back on is she and I would have these wonderful debates and conversations where not what I was pushing her to do it. But I would say, you know, you could pull from that big investment and just pay both because this is a screaming deal. We got this, this agent who's going to give it to us way under market value. I think if you even if you double paid for a little bit, or, you know, you're, you're going to do better in the long run. And now and now when we go out and we start investment shopping for you to build your empire, we're going to have a different understanding of the whole overall picture for you.
1: Yeah. And I think also it helps to kind of explain it's like why it was such a big deal is every dollar I have income is budgeted. So yes. everything, every dollar has a job. So I don't just have, you know, my income. I don't just like, Hey, payday, let's go buy the bike. Um, I'm very much like, no, the bike was budgeted for July only Madison. <laughs> so it's like, it's very, very, my, my finances are super structured. Um, and so I have X coming in, I have hundred percent X coming out and that, Spreadsheet is zero at the end of the month, whether whatever is left over from whatever I need to spend goes into savings and I don't touch the savings. I don't, all right, goes into 15, goes into investments. I don't touch the investments. So having expenses for three months that exceeded what um, my income was, was terrifying because I have never been in that situation where I've ever feared not having enough to make sure that everything I could still invest 15% that I could still have $0, um, left over, where it's just like everything had a job. I have never been in a situation where I felt like I didn't have control over my money. And at the end of the day, I did. I just was scared and being paranoid and like you had me and you like had to like hold my hand and be like, okay, we're going to come to Jesus now. It's going to be fine.
0: (laughs) Those were some fun texts. Those are some fun texts walking off. The, well, you know, what's funny. And I'll wrap it up with this because here's what I hear. I hear you saying just amazing stuff that a lot of our listeners are probably like, I can't believe she, the way she runs her month. And, and it's like, gosh, I'm never going to be able to do it. But wait, but there's something really interesting about that. You always know exactly what's going to happen every month. Yet you had no question, even though you had the money, to do 20% down, you had no question that it was smarter to do lower down. Because I have so many people who call me up and say, I wanna save money because I wanna put as much money down as I can so I have a lower payment. And so I don't have the PMI. Yet someone as fastidious as you realized that you could still be lower than your bougie $3,000 a month place with a low down payment. And that was the smarter move because you could use the rest of the money the way that Madison wanted to use it.
1: Exactly. Um, so basically I started off wanting to do 3.5% down because that's what I had in my cash account. That was what I had saved so far. Um, and so I knew I wasn't going, I didn't want to touch anything else because I wanted that that had a different job. And I didn't want the cash that I had was it, that was the job. Um, And so it's different for me. I knew that it was more important for me instead of waiting around several years to save up the 20% in the cash account, um, that I wanted to start paying on equity. I was so sick and tired of just throwing away my money. And so I wanted to figure it out any way, shape or form. And at the end of the day, that nest egg grew throughout my closing process. So I ended up being able to put 5% down, um, thanks to the recommendation of Dino, my mortgage broker. Yes. Lender, broker. Yes. Um, and he, you know, showed me the numbers cause he also knew my brain and he showed me a spreadsheet and we punched in the numbers and he's like, okay, so if you put 3.5% down, this is what you're going to have. And, but about 5% down. This is what you're going to have. And it made a huge difference. We're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do the 5%. So I, my, my, my plan changed throughout the, the course of everything, the way everything went down, I ended up getting this place a lot cheaper than I anticipated spending. I anticipated a $500,000 place. I got this place for 475. Um, and so I did have a little bit more flexibility than I had originally planned, which made life easy.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. isn't I, I am so glad that I did get to take the time to work with you and I would never, uh, that's the mission of the podcast. And it's, it was so exciting to work with you and I, your story is going to inspire so many people. It's also going to freak out a bunch of people right now. And if you're out there and you're 23 and Madison scares you, I'm 51. And she scares me. So be cool with it. All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and I'm really glad. Like I just trusted the process because i remember when we went and saw the first really cute place
0: yeah
1: well that place went it was listed at like 500 and it went for like 590 yeah i would have i would have been stressed out of my mind and it wasn't the right place and we just waited and i at that point i about i about gave up i was like i can't do this i don't want to do this it's gonna i'm gonna be fine i'm just gonna like wait longer i was gonna wait it out um and then it's just like, I got to the point and I was like, I trusted you. I trusted the process. We found this place. We jumped on it. We got in here really quick on like a Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Yep. And we were the first to see it. We were the first to put an offer in, you know, it was just, you took everything that everyone says is not possible right now, but you made it possible because one, you know, the game, you know, you, you know how to read people. So we secondly walked in here, you already knew my boxes and they weren't like, Oh, I need to have gray walls. It was like the normal boxes. Like I need to be able to make a profit from it. It needs to be in a good location so I can rent it out down the line. Cause I'm not going to live here forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You knew all the good boxes that were going to make me make this a good financial decision. Um, we walk into the house of blinders, it checked the boxes and it was just a matter of, Hey, can I, make this happen. And you knew exactly how to make it happen, knowing the game that I didn't know. And so it's, if you have a good realtor like yourself that can actually, you can trust that they're not going to take advantage of you. They're not trying to make a quick buck um, that you're actually going to be able to win in this. Cause I could, I look back, I'm like, I could have been sitting, we try, we we're like, Oh, I'm going to co-sign or anything like that. I, like, I could have been sitting on a place that I could not afford that, you know, wouldn't have made me any money. That and instead I'm here in a place that is far under market value. What everything else is going for, everything else next to me is going for five fifty plus, plus. Yeah. and I'm just kind of sitting on a gold mine that's going to make me a lot of money for like the rest of my life.
0: And the the beautiful thing about that is it's it's you know I've been doing this for years, and so for me it was fun. Like yeah. work working with you is is super super fun. There's like I said, there were there were other bigger paychecks in the summer, but not 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 big enough to fill the hole in my heart. Like working with you, I was like, yes, this is great. And for us to be able to figure out that that piece together, it's about the reason I could walk into that place with you is because I knew what it could be, you know, as opposed to well, get pre-qualified. Let's go get pre. No, No, no. What's Madison's? Twenty-year plan because yeah. a lot of first-time buyers out there they need to understand they need to think a little bit well you think like Madison on pretty much everything but there's also this thing um, realize that unless you are going to stay in the town that you grew up in and you're going to live down the street from your mom and your cousins that's great you know find a good realtor for that but for the rest of us times have changed you're not buying you know, a a $75,000 house, especially if you're in a large area, this is the first piece to your financial puzzle. And because you and I had talked about every single piece, not just get pre-qualified, let's go look at houses. I know how long you want to live here. Would you want to fix it up? Uh, You know, what are the plans for this? You know, I was looking at every house thinking you might keep up forever. This could be your gold mine forever. You could rent this thing forever
1: it's kind of my plan right now as I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to sit on it and rent on it forever. Potentially we've talked about when it's not going to be a bubble, it's going to be a slow leak. Yep. Um, when that leak starts to get a little bit, um, then we might think about selling it. Um, cause by that point, it's going to be several, several years down the road because of the way everything is. Um, And if you look at the numbers and you can listen to your other podcasts for all that stuff. Um, but 48 and
0: 47, 48, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, the way the numbers are, it's not going to be an issue for me for a long time. I'll be able to make a lot of money on this place and, you know, maybe we'll sell it before that leak happens. Um, and maybe we won't, it's just kind of going to depend on what the numbers say and you're going to be there guiding me through that process. And I've already started my, uh, you know, my account, my savings account for the next, you know, single family home. Um, and go. Of course you
0: have. Of course. of course you have. Well, yeah. Well, that, well, that's the awesome thing between the charts from Dino and the phone calls from me. We're going to stay on top of things, and yeah. you know, for those of you out there who are young, who are think if you're going to rent from 23 to 26, and you're yeah. like, don't tie me down, bro. Cool. Guess what? I'm not tied down. All she did was take a little step down from the bougie place from 3000 to 2000. And now she gets to make this place her own. And she's talking about possibly renting this place for the rest of her life, which could be an extra thousand or $2,000 a month. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, what my old landlord was doing is like, he owns that place forever. He bought his condo in Laguna are going to and he was my age and um, now he's 50 something and he's just renting it out to, people and makes money every month. And that's something that, you know, I'm going to pay off my mortgage a lot faster than I plan to. I'm going to take 30 years to pay off my mortgage. My goal is like 11. Um,
0: but that's, all. <laughs> and then you get to be that land or except nicer.
1: I'm going to be nicer. I'm going to like humans and I'm in a good location. Um, so I can like rent. So like kids going to the community college around the corner, it's going to be totally. great. Um, and so every, all of my boxes got checked, everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And it's just a matter of like trusting the process having everything set up. And it's like having a plan. And that was why I first felt so comfortable when I went to talk to you is because you didn't say, Oh, okay, I'm just going to get you pre-qualified. Let me just confirm that you have money that I can make off of you. Cause that's really all they're asking. My they is you want me to get you pre-qualified? No, they're just checking to see if they're going to make any money off of you. And if they can make money off of you, then they'll talk to you more. They can't make money off of you. They're just going to blow you off. And then you're going to talk to like six people and have had six different credit checks and you're just going to be frustrated. So I never even went down that road. I just was like, sorry, you want to pull my credit. Bye-bye. And what was great is like when I first messaged you, you just asked me, what's your plan? And I was just like, well, I think this is my plan. And then you edited my plan. You're like, well, think about it this way. This is the market. This is what's going to happen. This is what you could do. This should be your plan. And then, then you just, honor system, asked me the numbers, gave you the numbers. And you're like, okay, very doable let's go about it like this. And it was a step-by-step process. And then only when we had a solid plan, we knew what we were looking for. You know what my boxes were. Then we went and got pre-qualified with one of your recommended mortgage brokers. And I got pre-qualified with three of them and ended up going with Dino um, because he's just phenomenal and frankly, his numbers weren't even the best of what I got pre-qualified for. Like some of them pre-qualified me for more, but I just liked Dino better because he, you know, it just, you know, it was like a trust thing. And he like answered because
0: my Because he's questions. being legit too. So
1: he, I felt legit.
0: He's giving yeah. you legit numbers. He's not, he's not, he's not giving you inflated stuff to, and customer service is really important with the mortgage broker. By the way, that just rolled off your lips last time. I don't even know if you noticed, you just said, you know, Dino, is a great mortgage broker and, uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but, but it's true. Customer services is if if you end up going with rocket mortgage and one of those people, it, you talk to a salesperson and then you go to a different, you talk to nine different people before you're done. Yeah. And it's like, oh. and so being able to, to have that, being able to have that understanding of, of the overall plan is yeah. that that's why I mean the minute we finished our 20 minute phone call that turned into 90, I was mm-hmm. like, great. Now I know no matter what happens with Madison, if she buys something with me in three months or if she buys something with me in three years, it's going to be because she knows the whole picture and she's making the right decision for her.
1: Yeah. And what's funny too is I love Dave Ramsey. Um, That's how I kind of model my financial life. And he has a mortgage guy that he broadcasts on his show. I called them even after I talked to you, I called them they never got back to me because they ran my credit and they didn't think I can make them enough money. And I was so lame because I wanted to like verify because I have to verify everything. Yeah. That the, people that, the three people that I got pre-qualified with you, who you trusted, who you knew that were small town, good people that like worked with like a niche set of people that had a specific plan. Like, I was like, is this the right plan? I want to like confer with somebody that's, you know, completely different. Let me just get a different perspective. And then as soon as I like exited this unicorn bubble, I was like, no, no, take me back to the bubble. I don't want to leave.
0: Oh my God. I am so going to capture that. That's going to be, if I did a Super Bowl commercial, that would be it. <laughs> as soon as I exited this, the yeah. unicorn bubble.
1: because well, like I, I, I love Dave Ramsey. I like a lot of his philosophies. Do I agree with everything he says? No, but do I, I, Do I like his overall financial picture? Yes. And so I was like, you know, if I'm going to trust anybody other than David Sedoni, who's proved to me that he's trustworthy and is going to walk me through this process, it's going to be somebody that Dave Ramsey recommends. And so that's why I just, I was like, I'm just going to see, let's just double check to make sure everything is right. And so I double checked and I ran quickly back to my unicorn bubble because my unicorn mortgage broker and I'm my unicorn realtor and I have my charts, I have everything good to go. Dino doesn't care about making any money off of me. All he cares about is that it's the best financial decision for me. Because if I'm making a good financial decision, I'm going to keep using them for the next 50 years of my life. And it's a long-term relationship. And it's financially beneficial for everybody. So everyone that says like, oh, if you're just trying to get podcast people or, or people that can make a paycheck, that's what, why they want you to buy now. And you should wait till the bubble bursts. It's a bunch of lame, not smart stuff. I was going to say BS, but I don't want to say that on the podcast.
0: Well, kind of like when we both looked at each other and went, we got to get this offer from this lady right now. I read your mind there too. I know what you're thinking and you weren't going to say BS. You were going to say it. I know, but But uh, I still, I need my general, my non-explicit label on the podcast. So yeah, no, that's, uh, I, that's amazing. You know, you and I've never even really talked about that before. And that's why, I mean, I I genuinely freaked out because the unicorn bubble, because I, God bless him. Dave Ramsey got you to the position. Fourteen-year-old Madison grew yeah. so much with him. Yeah. And then you know, and there are some people that are going to buy a home all Dave Ramsey style because getting beyond just a simple yeah. mindset for them is is too much. It's obviously like a big, crazy endorphin rush for you. Yeah. So it's that's a very very neat it's a very astute uh, understanding for you to realize that you, you take the bits and pieces of what it is. And I really appreciate what you said. And I, I'm glad that you're a tough, a tough person to get to, to, to hear that I'm the person that you trust. Cause I know you scrutinize like a mother.
1: I did. I, I spoke to so many people. I got recommendations from friends from a realtor. They loved and Oh, Susie, my sister, like it was, and I loved yeah. these people. Like I, My, 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 I have a good friend that is a realtor. She just got her license and she's like dipping her toes into it. And was she a little butthurt that I didn't use her as my realtor? Probably, but I would be in a scary financial situation if I didn't have the right team and I didn't have the knowledge. And now like me who didn't know jack anything about real estate a year ago, I can confidently have conversations with people with what my process was, what I did, how I prepped for it, because you didn't hide anything. There was no closet door full of skeletons. It was literally all laid out. I understood every single thing. I had the perfect team that understood what I needed, they answered my questions, and handled the market the way it needs to be handled. And majority of realtors and mortgage brokers aren't going to have that experience or know how to do it. And the experienced ones that do, they don't care about a first time home buyer. Most experienced realtors are trying, especially in Orange County, they're caring about the $6 million Laguna beach house.
0: Yeah. You're going to get passed off to the new kid on their team.
1: Yeah. And there, and that's what happened to me before I came across your podcast and those people knew nothing and they couldn't even answer my questions. And so It it just to find somebody like you that cares about a first-time home buyer more so because you could go and you could easily go and sell the $10 million Newport Beach home that every five minutes. Those are dime a dozen around here and those clients are a dime a dozen around here. So that the fact that you actually dedicate your career to helping people like me is very admirable. And it made me, it set me up that I can be one of those $10 million Laguna Beach owners in you know six years
0: you will and and myself or or my son will help you buy it.
1: Yes, exactly. So that's the whole point.
0: I want to be full time podcast and it'll be me and and Dino's kid and you know and my son. And and you know, of course for you I'll probably still be there. I'll come out or I'll I'll get off the retirement boat, you know, <laughs> to come help you. Well what, what I'll do is I'll sail right up to the house that you're gonna buy because that's where it's gonna be. Exactly. So, Well, that's. I mean, I can't
1: because we've made you know the best financial decisions throughout the course of our you know decade long relationship, and we're just right.
0: (laughs) That it's. I'm. I'm humbled, and I have to tell you, you. It it. The respect is so mutual, and it's. It. I feel. I feel just as honored to be able to have worked with you, and it. It fills me up, and I want. I want other people out there to realize that you can achieve on multiple different levels and there will be people that will be able to help you along the way. And you don't have to feel lost. You don't have to feel empty. And if you achieve like a third of Madison's grasp of something, you're still going to be way ahead of the rest of everyone else. And even someone is bright and is ahead of the game and talking about, you know, figuring out her expenses at 14 years old, that's not everybody. Okay. But even that person was completely lifted up when you got to a point where the team was, was right. as big a part as you doing your research. Yeah. you know, The so. research
1: was horrible. I mean, prior to finding the podcast, it was so hard and nothing was right. And I put my email and phone number in on a form and I got like 5 million phone calls. It was the worst. Oh God, I
0: know. I know. I know. It's so hard. Yeah. When you, when you go out to talk to people, you, then you become, as I've said in the podcast, you're something they're trying to capture. Um, You know, I do something really unique. I try to educate.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Giving out free information. Yep. People, it should just be enough proof right there that you're in it for a good cause. Because there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. You can watch Selling Sunset on Netflix and see that. Anybody knows that. Um, just, I mean, you can say that's indicative.
0: I know, it, but I money. stab myself every time I watch those shows. But you know what? Talking to, talking to someone like you, this yeah. is the thing. This is the thing. There's a, there's, I, didn't, I didn't do it at this age because I didn't have me in a time machine. You have yeah. me. And then this is going to go to other people. And those real estates, those, those agents out there, who yeah. help people plan. Yeah. We're going to rise. We're going to change the industry. And, and because this next generation isn't going to tolerate it.
1: No, but what needs to happen is just like prep financially, be smart, be ready. Don't make a decision before you're ready. Cause otherwise, you know, you're going to have a house payment you can afford. So like be smart with your finances and plan and then find the right team. And then, as soon as you find the right team, just trust them. Um, if you're in Orange County, use Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if and if you're not in Orange County, I, I am hearing some stories just like this. With uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've got unicorns all over the place. We've got great people in Portland and Denver. I had a phone call with two people this morning from Atlanta, and you know, I talked. I, I can tell the same way Madison. You could tell when you talk to a realtor. I can tell in 25 seconds if that realtor on the other end that I'm talking to is going to be part of unicorn nation or if the, if the unicorn bubble is, is foreign to them. And then I hang up. If you're in the
1: unicorn bubble, trust the process, but it's a scary, scary process. If somebody is trying to finagle you and just make a paycheck off you, because that is 99% of the people in the industry and it's scary and you will you know, end up going house broke because you had a bad team and all of that. So don't let that scare you as long as you're like financially good um, and you've set yourself up and you've talked to your unicorn and you guys have your plan, then trust the process because it will get you very, very far as long as you can trust your team. So yep. find somebody yep. you can trust and listen to David Stoney's podcast and his questions that you may, that you ask a realtor, you're going to have your own questions. Um, just by if the second you have that feeling of relief after you talk to somebody, that's your unicorn because anyone that's not your unicorn, you're going to have more questions and feel more stressed after the phone call. So if you get that second relief, you found your unicorn.
0: Oh, that's very well said. I like that. Well, we've got, I think, uh, oh, like 167 or 187 nationwide now. Um <laughs> So, and I'm like I said, I did two phone calls before you and I talked today, talking to people all the time. Uh, I want everyone to have, uh, thank you very much. I, again, I'm very humbled that you said some very nice things. Um, and, uh, it's very exciting for me to work with you and I want everyone else to have See, now I can't even say it. I want everyone to have an experience like you did, you know, super yeah. rad with me. Can't say that. I, I do. mean, I did no. too. So I, I, I want, I want them to. It was an awesome summer for me. I had all these different people, multiple offers, and you know all kinds of crazy stuff, and it was fun. It's re-energized me. I got all this stuff, and now when I talk to other unicorns, like if they're not vibing right away, mm. done. You know, I'm fine. Go ahead, you go work with your your big listing people. There's someone around the corner in your neighborhood who's going to be good. So yeah. we're finding them. I hope that you guys got a lot out of Madison today. I learned every time I talked to her, hell, this time I'm stealing it. Get, get <laughs> in your unicorn bubble.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. It was scary. The moment I ventured out, I was like, why did I second guess anything? And even I still I still thought I needed to second guess it because I had been so burned by everybody else in this industry. But it was it was great. Every, well, I, 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 don't I don't Thank you. Give my congratulations and <laughs> gratitude very lightly. I'm very nitpicky in particular.
0: Yeah. You're, and, um, you're a tough cookie. This is the, this is the highest compliment I could ever get. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, if we can get through all this Delta crap, let me know when your place is done. Cause I still have a housewarming party to throw you.
1: Oh, we have to come and see it. It's going to be so cute.
0: Yeah. No, i I'll, I'll I want to throw you a party, you know, I mean, we'll probably still be in masks and stuff, but you know, you do have an outdoor space, so we can distance.
1: I know. And so that part's done. The patio is done. Ooh. Everything's all set up and cute.
0: Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, yeah.
1: I just that- I have a ton of gratitude. Um, I am very lucky that I found you because I don't know where I would be right now without that. And it's made all the difference.
0: Well, you set up you set yourself up to get uh the the a level of service that was um, something where you could go even more with it. And it was, it's, it's a great combination. You know, you, you worked your way to get here. I was pissed off at the industry after 15 years and wanted to work with someone like you. Perfect team. Right. So awesome. Well, thanks so much, Madison. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up with the other people right now. So I'll see you at the house. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Whoa. Did I tell you or did I tell you? Madison is a rock star. Okay, so what can we take away from her story so that you can have a happy ending, dump your landlord, and become more financially stable by paying yourself? Well, I think probably the biggest takeaway from Madison is that she's obviously a super conservative budget freak, and I have no problem saying that to her face. She knows it, and you know what? She digs it. She knows where every penny is. I mean, did you see what she said? Like at the end of the month, she knows where it goes to zero, no matter what. Everything is accounted for. And someone that psycho conservative still only put 5% down when she could have put 20% down. Think about that. A crazy hyper-budgeting conservative person, and I use crazy in the nicest way, Madison. She still only put 5% down. Now Okay, so for those of you deep into your loan pricing studies, you might think that she's nuts because she could have used a higher down payment for a lower monthly mortgage payment. That's the goal, right? Lower payment then she can use her money other places. Plus that 20% down would have avoided PMI, private mortgage insurance, for an even lower monthly payment. Okay, gang, she's not nuts. She has a plan for every cent of her money. She realized that 20% down on her $475,000 purchase, that was going to be a payment of $1,654. Then she looked at 5% down. That was going to be $1,995. So what's the difference? 20% down to 5% down, it was $341 more. Now the PMI on top of that, that she has to pay because she didn't put 20% down, that would have been $94. So that means if she'd put 20% down, she would have had a grand total monthly savings of 435 bucks. Now someone like Madison, she can do something with 435 a month. But here's the way it works. 20% down, save $435 a month. 5% down, pay an extra $435 a month, but keep $23,750 in her investments. Because she would have had to pull from her investments to go from 5% to 20%. To her, this is what she wanted to do. And because she found a team, the Unicorn Bubble, that listened to the type of spender and saver that she was, we gave her all the options, and we helped her with her overall lifelong plan. Lifelong plan. We didn't see her as a price tag. We didn't see this as just a one-time deal. We didn't get her approved and shove her into any deal. We discussed and planned and listened and found the deal that suited her long-term goals. Now, someone like Madison saw the extra $435 a month in payment that she was going to have to do if she did the 5% option. Yeah, I'm paying $435 a month more, but she saw that as the beginning of a brand new savings account. And if there's something Madison loves, it's a savings account. That's because that's what owning property is. She got to keep the $23,750 she'd worked so hard to save. And she kept that in her investment account, still earning the massive compound interest. Now, that's a financial tip for you. A lot of times people go end up and they liquidate their old investments, which have, you know, a historically earlier buy date, meaning that it's probably purchased at a much lower rate than you could purchase that same investment today, which means it's been working on compounding interest. So she got to keep that accruing at the old lower purchase rate while she used her home as a new savings account, a new growing asset established in 2021, but she was leveraging her initial deposit with a super sick low interest rate of 3.2% while keeping her cash over there in that previously established compounding account. Did you get all that? Come on. Raise your hand if you don't know what the hell I just said. Come on now, don't be mad. That's why you're here. Look, if you didn't get it, no worries. You're going to understand all that soon. Once you get a unicorn team and you break down your specific situation. So to simplify, let me break it down this way. 5% down versus 20% down. In her particular situation, would she rather pay $435 a month less or have twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars in the bank for a rainy day yeah think about that so you're like yeah but still man that's four hundred and thirty five dollars a month that's more like i you know what if a month is tight well what if a month is tight then you've got twenty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars in the bank account so you know let's say every month was tight twenty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars equals ready for it drum roll 54 and a half months. That's how many months that she could have paid that extra 435 from her own cash, or she could have thrown it into the house and not be able to touch it. Now, both things grow, but there's always a different way to look at things. And the next piece that I got from Madison's story is something that uh, we actually heard from one of my other stories, Alvin and Ashley seeking the information to start the planning. That's probably one of the biggest reasons that the podcast is out there and touching so many people. It's people are not getting the good information. They're not getting the information they're seeking because lots of realtors and lenders don't like to help with the planning part. And then what happens? Well, then the first time buyer on their own, they go out there and they try to get everything in ABC order And then you end up not setting yourself up for the best outcome. You end up going BCA or CBA or something like that. This is by far the biggest mistake I see all the time with the hundreds of first-time buyers that I've worked with and the hundreds of first-time buyers all around the country who DM me messages. This is like driving without a map. Like I said in the past, you're going to get somewhere somewhere with a limited and perhaps sometimes incorrect information that you gather all on your own. But why do that? They're tough to find. That's why I call them unicorns. But, you know, if you hire a pro for free to help you along the way, they're going to ensure the best possible outcome for you and make sure that you're doing everything in the right order. So how did she fix that? Well, with my favorite new term, she curled up in that unicorn bubble. Ooh, I love that. It's just like my boy, Coach Lasso, totally thrilled to see his superstar scorer found the training ground, the unicorn bubble, and then bought into the system and ended up becoming a huge star with massive endorsement contracts, fans and groupies and posters of, I don't know, Madison, probably posters of spreadsheets all over the bedroom walls. So sticking with the sports metaphor, the ball is in your court. Who you choose matters. And as you heard, when you start with a pro can matter even more. You can flounder around for a little while when you could have been on the path to success a lot easier. And someday I'm going to be so successful, I'm going to be able to say success. Find a great team like Madison did. You'll hardly notice anything while you're inside your unicorn bubble and the process will be easier than you ever expected. It's your choice to make it a good one find a unicorn, get your, get your bubble and get some magic. If you're looking for one, DM me, email me, join the how to buy a home Facebook page. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. If you want to see an old man dance, it's all under David Sedoni or how to buy a home, follow, subscribe, but most importantly, get yourself a plan. Don't just listen to me in your ear holes and dream about it. Go to howtobuyahome.com, send me a message, And let's see if we've got a local unicorn in your area to get you on your happy path. I truly believe this. Ted Lasso style. Madison's awesome and so are you. Your story's next. But you know, stories don't start until you start it. Passive listening gets zero results, but asking a pro for help and getting the right guidance gets you off the bench and gets you in the game. I know, sports metaphors all over the place. I'm going to finish with one. I know you've never played before, but Ted Lasso never coached soccer before. And he rules because he leans on that bubble that he's created. Start now. You can do this.